Brendan D. Murphy. Introduction. Many readers will be familiar with British biologist Rupert Sheldrake's hypothesis of formative causation and the idea of morphic fields. In this essay, I will elaborate on these ideas and relate them not only to a reciprocal model of space-time, but also to occult concepts based on information obtained paranormally, that is, through senses beyond the five physical senses we know so much more about. These senses allow certain people to make direct observations of hyper-energies, or energies from what we can think of as parallel universes or higher dimensions. Formative causation and morphic fields. The hypothesis of formative causation sees the inheritance of not just genetics, but physical form and mental and behavioral patterns as well, in terms of the inheritance of organizing fields possessing a form of built-in memory. Humans inherit not just genetic elements from our parents, but also habits of development and behavior from past members of our own species as well as our ancestral species. Sheldrake refers to these organizing fields as morphic fields, a more general and inclusive phrase than the more specialized morphogenetic field, relating specifically to fields modulating genetic expression. The process by which what we view as the past influences the present through morphic fields is referred to as morphic resonance. This process involves the transmission of formative causal influences in a spatially and temporally non-local fashion, such that morphic fields possess a cumulative memory. In other words, morphic fields can influence themselves and each other over any spatial distance or any length of time, suggesting that the past does not merely recede into our memories, but remains present in some causal capacity, where it can influence present activity. This suggests a three-dimensional, holographic, view of time, rather than a one-dimensional flow or arrow of time in which the past fades into nothing and the future likewise has no real existence. A link to the etheric. While Sheldrake's model undermines the very foundations of the mechanomaterialist worldview from which all traces of teleology have been banished, it is certainly not without support. In fact, the mechanomaterialist view of the universe as a closed system has been discredited by empirical investigation into diverse areas including diagnostic medicine, parapsychology, afterlife research, physics, free energy research, and alternative healing modalities. In short, observable facts demand a worldview similar to that postulated by Sheldrake. Retired theoretical physicist and self-styled quantum activist Amit Goswami has also observed that living organisms display program-like behavior giving away their secret, that they have another body that consists of the feelings behind the programs that living organisms are capable of running. This other body Goswami believes is the vital or etheric body written about for centuries by seers and occultists. Russian author, scientist and developer of the gas discharge visualization, GDV, diagnostic technique Konstantin Korotkov agrees, stating that the existence of this hidden program makes an organism on the verge of embryogenesis run through all previous stages of development of the species to which the organism belongs. For instance, we all pass through a stage of embryonic development in the womb in which we have gill slits. Sheldrake has carefully articulated the need to postulate invisible programs guiding morphogenesis form making based partly on the fact that our genes do not have the instructions for morphogenesis built into them. The Human Genome Project found our genome to consist of a mere 23,688 genes, almost 100,000 short of the expected number. Not only is roughly 96 to 99% of our DNA not involved in the protein coding activities that build our physical bodies, but those genetic elements that are involved in that task only code for the construction of just over 20 proteins, and they do not contain the assembly plan for arranging those materials into a coherent form. DNA simply does not contain all the information required to build an organism, let alone maintain it. Thus the notion of genetic programs within genes is be misleading, and DNA primacy is revealed as another materialist illusion. 
something else, some kind of formative influence must be present, a field of influence that just may be observable given the correct apparatus, an etheric body perhaps. The etheric body constitutes one particular kind of morphic field occupying its own particular frequency domain close to the physical realm. According to researcher and writer Tom Montauk, processes that seem mechanical and predictable on a large scale have their origins in quantum jumps that are neither predictable by physical science nor controllable by purely physical means. The etheric body is the extra factor, that biases these quantum jumps at the small scale to offset the forces of entropy at the large scale. The etheric body is an energy template that biases the probability of a causal biological events to produce ordered and intelligent life. This formative field is made of what the Hindus have known for millennia as prana, Sanskrit, and what the Chinese call qi slash qi. In much occult literature, particularly theosophy, the etheric body is referred to as the etheric double, a duplicate of the physical body in every way, though existing in a higher frequency domain invisible to normal human vision. Like Sheldrake's morphic fields, the etheric body operates probabilistically rather than deterministically and mechanically. If the etheric realm is a mirror, inverted slash reciprocal, counterpart of ours, where time runs backwards in some sense, then it would act as another influence biasing probability by pulling on the physical from what we think of as the future. Likewise, Sheldrake grants the possibility of this backwards through time dynamic for morphic fields, even though they simultaneously become increasingly conditioned by the past with each moment, becoming temporally self-similar, non-locally through time. Paradoxically, morphic fields behave as if goal-directed, seemingly being pulled on from the future, and simultaneously influenced by the accumulated momentum of their own species' history, along with their own individual history. The habitual operations of morphic fields for physical organisms have an etheric basis because repeated behaviors set up a type of momentum in the etheric plane that biases probability towards continuation of that behavior. In Sheldrake's model, amorphic fields are shaped and stabilized by morphic resonance from previous similar morphic units, which were under the influence of fields of the same kind. They consequently contain a kind of cumulative memory and tend to become increasingly habitual. If these subtle fields are torsion fields, non-electromagnetic forces operating in the zero-point field slash etheric medium, this program-like habitual behavior is perhaps understandable, since torsion fields are theorized to be highly stable. In fact, the more general term scalar field is often used in place of what might more appropriately be referred to as etheric fields. By definition, a scalar has magnitude but no direction, hence the zero-point field is also referred to as a field of scalar potential. Scalar is sometimes used in a generic sense to refer to fields that are not electromagnetically detectable, which originate from outside our space-time reference frame, but can still produce effects within it. Through the eyes of a seer. The notion that etheric fields lie behind the morphogenesis of physical organisms is gaining popularity and scientific plausibility, if only because modern technology allows us to photograph electromagnetic effects created by these fields. Author and researcher J. Alfred has written of the role played by the etheric body or bioplasma field. There is mutual affinity between the bioplasma and physical biomolecular bodies. T. He bioplasma fetus wraps around the physical biomolecular embryo while undergoing an accelerated morphogenesis, relative to the physical biomolecular embryo. The physical biomolecular body therefore is cued by the, etheric, bioplasma body which acts, as, an electronic matrix and a time-resolved hologram that guides its development. To Alfred, Biological evolution could not have occurred on Earth without the aid of subtle bioplasma bodies interacting with biochemical fields via weak electromagnetic, M, fields. It is their interaction with, and or creation of, electromagnetic fields that allows us to photograph subtle bioplasma bodies with specially designed equipment. 
Having identified the importance of the plasma-like etheric morphic field in morphogenesis, we have solved only part of the mystery. This scenario begs the question of the origins of etheric fields, and this is where we are forced to dive deep into the proverbial rabbit hole in search of answers. Occultists and seers have brought a great deal of insight to us over the years regarding the multidimensional nature of humans and our universe, insight that has been overwhelmingly shunned by a scientific community addicted to a reductionist epistemology and an ontology vigorously opposed to seeing a conscious and living universe for what it is. The work of Barbara Brennan, a former atmospheric physicist who now writes and works as a clairvoyant healer, is of particular relevance to the concept of morphic fields, and takes the theoretical work done by scientists like Sheldrake into realms obscure to almost all other scientists, who may not have developed the necessary psi faculties to access them. Based on her direct clairvoyant observations, Brennan offers a map of the human being that includes, in ascending order, a physical body, etheric body, emotional body, mental body, etheric template body, astral body, celestial body, and causal body plus two more beyond this that we need not concern ourselves with here. Notice the presence of an etheric template body which is higher in the scheme of things than the etheric double of which we have spoken thus far. Brennan's is the only schema I have seen which includes a higher dimensional template for the lower dimensional etheric body, which appears to be part of our space-time reference frame and is generally considered to be physical in nature, though of a subtler, harder to perceive, physicality than ordinary matter. What is the nature of this etheric template body? Brennan states that this is the blueprint of the perfect form for the etheric field to take. She compares its appearance to a photographic negative. This toroid torsion field consists of a matrix of transparent lines, in the 3D form of a human body, on a cobalt blue background of solid space, similar to an architect's blueprint. Brennan describes the process that creates this form as the result of an infinite number of planes coming from all directions and filling in all space except for a spherical area which is left empty. This empty sphere is a negative space in which the etheric field-slash-double can exist and which then forms the grid structure that guides physical morphogenesis. This scenario of, morphic, fields nested within fields is exactly what Sheldrake's theory of formative causation predicts. Every single body listed by Brennan, and other clairvoyants, is a particular kind of morphic field which facilitates and influences particular aspects of human expression, physical, emotional, mental, etc. Austrian philosopher, architect and esotericist Rudolf Steiner, a man gifted with his own considerable powers of clairvoyance, explained in an outline of occult science, 1909, that to supersensible, psychic, perception, the presence of, for example, a stone in the spirit world, would be indicated by a kind of cavity, an apparent absence of form or negative space, much as described by Brennan, around this cavity, however, the force is visible that gives form to the stone. It appears that Steiner may also have been tuning into what Brennan refers to as the etheric template level, a reciprocal reality that is a kind of inversion of our own. Objects Steiner viewed here appeared as the antithesis of the form they possessed in the physical world, not unlike the negative of a photograph as compared to the developed image, the analogy Brennan employs. Sounds like time-space. The inverted plane of reality occupied by the etheric template body, as described by Brennan and Steiner, sounds like what systems theorist Dewey Larson called time-space, as opposed to space-time. In Larson's reciprocal system theory, which he began developing in 1959, our three-dimensional space-time is accompanied by a three-dimensional time-space realm, an implicate order, giving a six-dimensional reality system in which there is a flow of movement, force and energy between each realm. Here, time-space can be seen as more fundamental than our space-time, and is actually giving birth to it. In this reciprocal time-space realm, any movement translates not as movement through space, but movement in a temporal frame, i.e., through time. Theoretically, if you can access this inverted realm, 
you could use your consciousness to time travel, viewing past and future with ease. As noted, Steiner referred to the other dimensional cavity around objects as existing in the spirit world. Interestingly, Brennan's clairvoyant investigations have revealed to her that, beyond the plane of the mental body, analysis of the upper four auric layers reveals the presence of beings without physical bodies, i.e., spirits. She states that these higher realms are experienced during sleep, but not remembered upon awakening. Author and co-developer of the Regenetics Method of DNA Activation Saul Luckman states exactly the same thing in his book Potentiate Your DNA, explaining that time-space realms are where we operate in our sleep. This was one of the conclusions reached by famed out-of-body explorer Robert Monroe and his team of researchers at the Monroe Institute in Faber, Virginia. According to Monroe, each night during sleep, we access this second state and leave our bodies to operate on non-physical planes for a period of time. Monroe had a gift for doing this easily, at any time of the day, and in the course of his explorations he validated many of the major occult tenets regarding life after death, spirits, reincarnation, and so on. Luckman views Larson's model in the light of torsion physics, and adapts it to account for forms of sound-based healing such as his own technique, which uses a combination of chanted and mentally intoned vowel sounds as well as solfeggio frequencies to stimulate mobile DNA elements into initiating healing processes in the physical body. The reason for tying Luckman's sound-based healing method and accompanying theoretical model into this discussion is this. Brennan explicitly states in Hands of Light that the etheric template plane of reality, in which reside all etheric template bodies, morphic fields, for all forms in our universe, is the realm in which sound creates matter. She affirms that at this level using sound in healing is most effective, though in this realm, sound is not the same as we experience it here in space-time. Disruptions in the lower auric field must be corrected in the etheric template body in what we are referring to as time-space, in order for the physical body in space-time to resume normal functioning. Similarly to Brennan, Luckman, who refers to time-space as the sound domain, writes that a tried-and-true way to pursue genuine, healing and transformation, is to work with sound because sound is capable of accessing and changing the sound domain, the realm in which the morphic-slash-torsion field known as the etheric template body resides. In Luckman's modified Larsonian model, time-space, or the sound domain, is where sonic torsion fields weave the templates for our bioenergetic tapestry. Brennan's visual renderings of the etheric template body existing in its own sound domain reveal a fundamentally toroidal morphology, in other words, a rotating and self-perpetuating standing torsion, scalar, field. The biological mechanism through which Luckman discovered that sound could initiate transformation at what we are identifying as the etheric template level in time-space is our very DNA. Specific vowel sequences plus sound frequencies from the solfeggio scale appear capable of affecting profound change at the most fundamental microbiological level. Relatedly, it has been scientifically proved in controlled experiments that sound and light frequencies can be used to rewrite genetic codes, even to the extent that frog embryos can be transformed into salamander embryos, the resulting adults of which can even reproduce. On a personal note, I am currently moving through the third stage, elucidation, of the regenetics method, and I can state based on my own experience that this healing and transformation system seems to do exactly what Luckman proposes. Returning to the point, it seems that DNA is an interdimensional doorway which can modulate sound here in our space-time into its time-space sonic equivalent to modify the etheric template body, which then alters the etheric double and physical body in space-time. Since the etheric template body is itself derivative of and contained within the higher causal body template, which retains past life thematic information, including energetic remnants of major wounds previously acquired in other lives, to heal specific maladies stemming from injury in a past life most likely requires accessing the causal body. Appropriately, the fourth and final stage in the regenetics method, transcension, appears to affect this level of our being, 
which Luckman, like some clairvoyants, calls the spiritual subtle body. Depending on the schema you refer to, the causal plane is the highest up the dimensional scale we can go while remaining within a concept of self that we can understand as human. The causal plane represents a reservoir of all positive qualities accumulated over our many lifetimes. Tripartite Truth Having shown what accounts for the morphogenesis of the physical body and its etheric doppelganger, we have merely moved the goalposts, so to speak. The question of where the etheric template body and its own plane-slash-dimension in time-space arise from rears up, and here we enter the territory of yogis, mystics, healers, and brave speculative scientists. Sheldrake, as a biologist, turned to physicist David Bohm's concepts of the implicate order, explicate order, and the fundamental ground behind them, a sort of dynamic hologram from which they both emerge termed the holomovement. The implicate order is equivalent to Larson's time-space from which the explicate order, space-time, unfolds. The implicate is characterized by a non-local flavor, an unbroken wholeness. The concept of spatial orientation or distance here is meaningless, since according to Larson this realm operates through a temporal reference frame. Occultists tell us that in the implicate order one can travel anywhere instantly simply by using intention, which is exactly what thousands of near-death experiencers without backgrounds in esotericism also tell us. The hollow movement, the unitive ground underlying both of these reciprocal realities, is known by yogis and other mystics as Braham, the Absolute, God, and so on. In Bohm's model, any event or entity from our relative world of form in space-time, explicate order, is an abstraction from an unknown and undefinable totality of flowing movement. This fundamental ground is primary, self-existent, eternal, infinite, beginningless, and in a sense changeless, and carries within it both relative realities of time-space, implicate order, and manifest space-time, explicate order. It is possible to experience this infinite holographic consciousness. My own non-dualistic mystical experiences seem to match reasonably well with Bohm's concept of the hollow movement. They certainly do not match the time-space idea wherein sense reception and therefore subject-object awareness, duality, can still exist, albeit in modified form. To summarize, we now have a Trinitarian holistic view of ourselves as well as the greater context of reality. Luckman provides a useful schema for visualizing this concept. In the top tier of the figure above, we have primary non-dualistic consciousness, the Absolute, the Infinite, Braham, God, in the second tier is Larson's time-space or Bohm's implicate order, where torsion fields operate in the sound domain to create light and matter in the explicate order, or light domain, of our space-time, third tier. This model suggests a persistent dualism at each dimensional level of existence, behind every luminous subtle body's explicate, manifest, matter is a torsion field or wave-slash-frequency domain, in its own implicate order. In other words, behind all light-based effects, particulate matter, that we see at any manifest level is a torsion field or implicate order in time-space, a wave domain, that is the more fundamental reality, in that it codes for manifest reality. This is why physicists say that before observation a quantum can be in two, or many, places at once, its informational quantum wave-slash-wave function in time-space is smeared out across multiple possibilities rather than being sharply focalized in one place like its particulate counterpart when observed. For the sake of simplicity, it can be useful to group etheric, emotional-slash-astral, etheric template, and so forth, levels all under the time-space banner. Even though technically the etheric double is part of our space-time reference frame, it can create time-reversed effects in physical systems, both biological and mechanical, hence free energy, over-unity, devices. The Biological Doorway our DNA provides a two-way street between space-time and time-space, allowing alterations made in one domain to affect operations in the other. 
it is the biomechanism or antenna through which our morphic, torsion, fields interface with our physical bodies. That DNA provides a biological mechanism for engineering time-space helps explain various forms of mind-matter interactions documented in parapsychology and psychical research, since both mind and matter emerge from a common ground of non-local consciousness and are both expressed by torsion forces at the most fundamental levels. Conclusions Sheldrake's theory of formative causation is readily reconciled with both Larson's reciprocal system theory and theosophical perspectives. In discussion with Sheldrake, Boom was able to harmoniously work morphic fields into his own tripartite model paralleling Larson's, the latter of which Luckman has built on and adapted to provide the theoretical framework for the regenetics method. In this article, we have linked sound-based healing, torsion physics and credible clairvoyant data to identify one particular morphic field's role in morphogenesis, form maintenance, and possibly even Luckman's revolutionary healing modality. That morphic field, which is the template for the well-known etheric subtle body targeted by the first DNA activation in the regenetics method, is what Brennan identifies as the etheric template body occupying its own inverted sound-based time-space realm, or sonic torsion domain. My speculation is that this field, which admittedly does not feature in Luckman's compelling model, aside from being crucial for morphogenesis and form maintenance, probably informs the sound-based healing techniques employed in the regenetics method, as well as other modalities that specifically interface with DNA. Copyright Brendan D. Murphy. All rights reserved. Brendan D. Murphy is an Australian researcher, speaker, musician and author of the groundbreaking work, The Grand Illusion, a synthesis of science and spirituality. Brendan is also a certified level I facilitator of the Regenetics Method of DNA Activation, as well as a Site K and Personal Transformation Facilitator, and has received formal EFT training. Check him out on Substack at https colon slash slash officialbrendanmurphy.substack.com. Disclaimer, the developers and all facilitators of the Regenetics Method offer DNA activation as educators and ordained ministers, not medical doctors, and do not purport to diagnose, prevent or treat illness of any kind. Regenetics Method information and sessions are offered, and accepted, as exercises of freedom of speech and religion. The developers and facilitators of the Regenetics Method make no recommendations, claims, promises or guarantees relative to specific health challenges. You are solely responsible for your own medical treatment and care.